You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and we are back. I am delighted to be joined tonight by a celebrity guest. Yes, he is a celebrity in the Arsenal world. He's a good friend as well, more importantly. Welcome back to the channel, Lee Judges. How you doing, sir? <laughs> what a lovely intro. Yeah, thank you very much, Harry. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm I'm slightly better uh, uh, today than I was uh, um, over the weekend. But, uh, you know, a little bit of good transfer activity. And, and uh, yeah, always uh, I always like uh, linking up with you and having a chat with you because uh, you talk sense. So, uh, yeah, I'm all sometimes. right. I'm all good. I'm all good. <laughs> so, well, sometimes. We sometimes. don't go on the background checker, but... <laughs> they say time is a healer. I think that's probably why you're feeling a little bit better than you were. Yeah, a little bit better. A little bit better. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, there's plenty of comments about uh, me hitting the live button a couple of minutes late. We were here, but we got carried away chatting and that's what happens. Lost track yeah. of time. And there you we go. Do. But we're here now and we've got plenty to talk about. Earlier today, we heard that Arsenal were edging closer to the Martin Odegaard deal. We then heard later in the day that he's been at London Colney, completed his media duties, and an announcement on the signing of the Norwegian on a permanent deal is imminent. Since then, we've heard that Aaron Ramsdale is very close to joining the club as well. Arsenal looking to make a couple of signings ahead of the big game against Chelsea on Sunday. Now, on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about the signing of Odegaard. We're going to be talking about Ramsdale. We're going to be talking about Mikel Arteta. And we're going to be looking ahead to that Chelsea game as well. Lee, first of all, your thoughts on the Odegaard deal? Because it's there's there's been a lot of Arsenal fans out there who have been pleased with it, me included. I think it's a good bit of business. And there are others who are not sure necessarily that Odegaard is the man we need to go up to that next level. What's your view on the signing? Well, first of all, um, I've even heard people turning around and saying that 30 million is too much for him. Like, you know, I don't really, uh, you know, I think like 30 million is a quite, is a snip really. If you look at him, if we're going to pay the same for the goalkeeper, um, you know, I think it's a it's a good deal. Listen, I think he's a very good player, Odegaard, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. He come into a season, uh, come into um, a season and, and when... We was we we had the COVID sort of stuff, so all the restrictions were put on him, so he couldn't really go out and whatever. So you know, it was in difficult circumstances that he came in. The team was in a mess at that moment in time, if I'll be honest, when he did come in. And I think that he hit the ground running, if I'll be honest. He, you know, nothing spectacular, but done done really really well. And I think a lot of people what they don't remember about him, I thought he was brilliant up until he got that ankle ankle injury. Do you remember you got that injury against? Agreed, yeah. uh, when he was on playing for Norway, wasn't it? That's he was right, never yeah. quite the same when he came back from that. But up until then, he was really, really good and uh, playing really well. So I think it's a, a, a good a good signing. If I'll be honest, we need more in that midfield area. I'm going to be really honest. So, But ultimately, um, I think Arsenal, um, whether they waited for that one or not, I don't know, Harry. Or it, Sometimes, it is, I think people actually do say, then it sometimes it falls in your lap a little bit. And I think that one did. I think that they probably thought he was going to die. And then all of a sudden, like, 
um, Real Madrid weren't going to put him in the squad. Once once they didn't put him in the squad, Harry, that was it. That was that. Yeah. That was it, you know. So, uh, and I think that, but patient. We we had to be a little bit patient with it. Probably got it. I, I would say before what say if we'd have gone in early on the transfer window, forty million. So I think we saved ourselves ten million by by just holding back a little bit. Ultimately, I think he's a very very good player. Um, is he going to take us to the promised land? No, because we need more in there. But um, what I, what I want to see from Arsenal now, Harry, is that. You know, they've been looking at getting the talk about Madison for 65, 70 million, right? Okay. What if, if Arsenal are serious now, they go and get someone, another midfield player, whether it be a war or saying, and then you've got Ulegaard and a while, all of a sudden, that's a pretty good, um, good bit of whip business come, come midfield areas wise, you know, with, uh, Lukonga as well. I think if we could get another midfield player in a box to box number eight, I think then we'll, we'll, I'll be very, very pleased with the, the midfield overall, you know. Then you've got like Partey, I'm going to say a while, and Udegaard is a free. Granite Xhaka coming in and um, different games and things like that. And then that's a proper midfield to go on and challenge for, for, for the top four. I, I really do believe that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the fact that we have seemingly got Martin Odegaard for a lot less than maybe we thought we were going to have to pay or the fact that we were considering making a move for Madison maybe gives Arsenal a little bit of leeway to say, yes, we do need another midfielder. Now we can go and do that or at least explore that possibility between now and the end of the window. I think a lot of people have been frustrated by the timing of some of these deals. The fact that the season has started and we're still busy. But I don't know about you, Lee. I was quite certain actually that this was going to be the case that the season would start and our business wouldn't have been concluded because that's just the way transfer windows normally go right yeah I think I do I think it's listen I'm a little bit old school and uh, I'm I'm not going to lie about that I'm you sort of grown up on the fact that even when I was playing you know you get your your signings would be in before pre-season starts and then like you know you go from there football's changed in every area Harry and, and unfortunately like transfer windows have changed as well and and the fact of the matter is the transfer window doesn't close to the to the 31st unfortunately for Arsenal and it's happened on two or three occasions now this the, the uh, transfer window shuts when we've got really really difficult games you know like other teams can can maybe you know like just for instance if we've got you know like Brentford's never an easy game let's, let's be honest away from home that was not easy but um, th- then we've got Manchester City and, um, and Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. But just imagine if we've got like Crystal Palace, uh, Leeds and uh, I don't know, chuck another one in the middle there, Burnley. Burnley. There you, just go. Seriously, like, you know what I mean? Like, good old Burnley. Um, and you think like um, we'd, um, we could negotiate those games, still get the nine points, for instance, and then be doing the business. I think everybody would be a little bit uh, happier. But because we've got, um, we've got like uh, Chelsea and Man City, I think everybody's, well, we've got to get things done before then, like, you know. Listen, there's no easy game in the Premier League. I know that. I'm just sort of saying, like, but, you know, Chelsea and Manchester City in the first two without the transfer window shut is a tough ask. The, the, the European champions and the cha- champions of the league. So it is a little bit tough for us, but, you know, I, I honestly, st- and I still believe, and I've, I have said this all along, that 
Arsenal will be a completely different team now till they are on the 1st of September. And, and Arsenal showing a little bit of ambition, Harry. You know, you can't, you know, people are criticising the um, owners and all that. They're, they're, they're spending the money. They've, well, they're putting money up. If you can spend 30 million on all the guys, you know, 50 million on Ben White, uh, through this pandemic, you uh, was one that said, oh, Arsenal wouldn't spend a lot of money, if, if I remember rightly. Uh, they're proving us all wrong, really, if, if for, you know, £30 million for a goalkeeper. You know, it tells me that they're prepared to spend money. So, um, it, it, it is really now on Arteta and uh, Edu to get the um, get the deals over the line. And let's hopefully see a different Arsenal, because let's be, fa- let's be frank about it. We need it, Harry. We need a different Arsenal. 100%. Yeah, we do. And and you're right. I, I was worried about Arsenal uh, and what they might spend this summer because I worried all along about the struggle to offload a lot of those players that we talked about leaving. And I think that part has come true where we've not been able to move on some of those players. But credit to the club because they have found a way of financing deals before really making any significant sales. They've sold Joe Willock. And other than that, you know, we still got Hector Bellerin at the club. Alexander Lacazette, nothing's happening there. Other players that were linked with moves away, Maitland Niles, uh, you know, a couple of others, Eddie and Ketia, all still at the football club as well. So, I mean, we've spent money badly in the past. So just because we've spent it doesn't mean that we're going to move forward. But you've got to take encouragement from the fact that the club are forking out for for new players and trying to improve Mikel Arteta's squad. Um, let me just take this super chat uh, from, where is it? Here we go, from Wayne. Uh, we mentioned Hussein Awa there, mm. talking about potential uh, further midfield additions. Wayne says, uh, don't want Awa. Janino called him out on his attitude. Don't need that. There's a reason no one's in for him at 20 million. There have been a few reports on Awa's attitude over the last few days. I read something from Janino as well, uh, sort of in the last 24 hours or so. Maybe that's a concern. Don't know, uh, but we're just talking in terms of bringing in another midfield player. I think I don't know if you agree, Lee, but I'm not dead set on it being Hussein Awar. No, no, I'm just I'm, listen. The only reason I'm saying Awar is because Arsenal chased for him all last summer. So why they wouldn't want to go in for him this summer, I, I don't understand that. And, and that and and part of me wants us to go and get Awar because then it looks like you know we've we've got a proper strategy where we went for him last season didn't get him when we went and got him this season when it comes to bad attitude it's not going to stop Harry Kane going for 120 odd million like, yeah, you know true. you know listen these players um they have to do something and what what they do is you know it's like Harry Kane at this moment in time and, and it could actually be that Harry Kane now thinks to himself right okay I'll show you now by just training, just turning up for training, just putting in an, 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 a bit of a train. And then when I go on the field, not showing a good attitude like, and all of a sudden my fee's going to drop down and I'll, I'll stay here for the next two or three years and, and just not be the Harry Kane that I've been for the last three. I'm not saying that he will, but that could happen. Um, and, uh, and you know, a while can look at himself and he may be thinking to himself, well, hold on a minute, you, you outpriced me out of a move last season. Uh, so I'm going to be that, you know, be, but before all the transfer speculation, I watched him in the Champions League and he was outstanding. One of the best midfield players, you know, particularly against, and well, I, I go in the game against Manchester City, he, he, he was fantastic. And, yeah. you know, if we get someone like that or of that ilk, being a box-to-box player, particularly at home, Harry, not so much, away, you know, away from home, we could probably go with... Uh, you know, Shaka and, and Partey as a, a holding two and maybe like 
Odegaard in the, the, then. But when we're at home, when teams are putting in blocks of four and five, we're going to need someone to, to, to break the lines, go past players, run from deep. And that could be the man or someone of that ilk to go in there along with the likes of um, Odegaard. Because I, I still feel that, I don't know how you feel about this, I don't think Arteta trusts Pepe. I really don't think he does. And I, I actually see Saka playing on one side and Smith Rowe playing on the other. That's what I, I actually do see, or Martinelli or someone like that. Um, and, I, and I feel that um, with uh, with Pepe, uh, uh, his performance the other night that, uh, did worry me, I have to say. Yeah, he blows hot and cold, doesn't he, Nicolas mm. Pepe? And, and for the most part of the latter stages of last season, he blew hot and everybody was like, yeah, Nicola Pepe is going to kick on. I'm not going to come to the conclusion that he isn't going to do that based on one game, but it, it, I, I do agree with you. I do think that Mikel Arteta quite likes the idea of, of putting Emil Smith-Rowe on either side. And I think actually Emil Smith-Rowe pleasantly surprised a lot of people in how comfortable he looks doing that role and drifting in field. I think he looks pretty good. Um, especially from the left where he'd then be essentially creating space for Kieran Tierney to get forward because I think we've yeah, seen Obam- yeah we've seen Aubameyang we've seen Martinelli as well sometimes play that role and not necessarily be that comfortable coming in field I don't know I, th- I think Emil Smith-Rowe carries the ball better than those two guys and therefore he can come in field and he's a little bit more intricate in his play and and sometimes, you know, that can work in your favour. Um, Lee, just before we move on, just a couple of quick bits of housekeeping because there's over 600 of you watching us live right now. So if you haven't done so already, hit the like button. What are you waiting for? Subscribe to the channel if you're new. But more importantly, make sure you go over and subscribe to Lee Judges TV. Lee, give the channel a little bit of a plug. Tell people what it is you guys are doing because it's kicked off brilliantly. Uh, really yeah. enjoy watching this stuff. Where can yeah, find we've it? kicked off. We've kicked off really well, like you know, um, and we've we've we're doing different things on it, Harry. It's not just um, uh, you know Arsenal stuff. It is a little bit of Arsenal stuff, but we're doing silly little things when we're going out doing doing things. With like me and Dan went on a photo shoot this week. I know, I know what you're thinking. You know what I mean about doing the modelling, but Dan was all right. He was all right. Let's let's uh, he was okay. <laughs> you know. So uh, we've done that. Uh, we're doing different sort of things. We've got. Um, a brilliant like that Kevin Kevin's doing his own show on there as well Kevin Campbell so like we, we you know obviously the Kevin Campbell show's come back on on the channel which is great on my channel and we're just doing different things like you know going in the studio we've done one with you which was little light light hearted things and and things like that and it's really it's starting to uh, pick up and uh, you know you know what it's like Harry when you do something new and and people start watching you and everything like that it's um it's, you feel quite proud, don't you? Like, and, and uh, it's going well at the moment, and hopefully get bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to give it a little plug. No, of course, don't be silly. Looking forward to seeing the Calvin Klein shoot with yourself and uh, and Dan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's uh, let's move on uh, to some more transfer talk. We've touched on the Odegaard stuff. Aaron Ramsdale was very very close to joining the club as well. Uh, another one that's been met with mixed reaction. I'm not. A massive fan of Aaron Ramsdale. I said that to me, the deal didn't make sense. Can't understand it. Can't get my head around it. Clearly, Arsenal see him as a long-term replacement for Bernardo. Otherwise, you wouldn't spend that kind of money on him. What's your take on this? Uh, It's a a weird one for me. Do you know what it tells me? It really does tell me that Martin Martinez was easier to sell. 
like, you know, because probably are low on wages and whatever, like, you know, I don't really know. Um, I, I look at it and maybe, like, I'm going to be honest that Ramsdale looks at it and thinks that maybe he he wants to, I don't know, challenge Leno for, the, for it could be number two and whatever, and he feels that, you know, he can do that. Because I thought Matt Ryan was a great goalkeeper for us, but I don't think Matt Ryan was happy to be a number two. I think he wanted to be a number one. I, I think with this Ramsdale one, I think that they may be saying to him, look, start off a number two and, you know, see, and see how it goes. Because I, I do feel that Leno needs pushing. And I, I, I really do. Because I'm not convinced, Dan. I'm not... Uh, sorry, Harry. I'm not convinced that he's the, the, the man. I really don't. But I think he's a very, very good goalkeeper. But I think if he was pushed, it may make him a better goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? But... To, to to gamble thirty million on that, I don't. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And when I've watched uh, Mr. Ramsdale, he has made some some real clangers. You know, what I mean, good shot stopper, good shot stopper makes a good, but decision making doesn't seem to be his strongest point. And um, listen, it could be different when you're when you're at Arsenal when you're not probably. Um, you know, being smashed out every two minutes like he has been at Sheffield United and Bournemouth in the last two seasons. Um, so uh, I, I, I see... Uh, do you know what? I'm going to be honest. The goalkeeping, you know, uh, hopefully the goalkeeping recruitment team ain't the same one that uh, uh, um, <laughs> recruiting Ranison because that would worry me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about who's actually making these decisions for goalkeepers. And, I, and I'll be honest, I look at the decision with... Uh, the Martinez one first because I felt that was wrong. Um, yeah. I, I do really think that that was wrong because I'll, I'll tell you why I think that was wrong, Harry, is that when um, Leno got injured against uh, Brighton, I was devastated. I thought, oh, no, we're going to end up like in, in real trouble. The, the boy come in and took his chance. He took it, you know what I mean, right? And, and that's all you're waiting for in football is a chance. And he give, was given the chance and he took it. And I felt, you know, we, we, we won the FA Cup with him. We won the... Uh, the uh, charity shield with him and I, I didn't think it was the right decision but for whatever reason but that that decision was made and uh, now now I look on it we sold Martinez uh, a proper international now because he's gone on and you know um, now the number one spot for Argentina hasn't he won the Copa America with Leo Messi as well. so, you know proper proper um, goalkeeper now you can't argue that and uh, makes mistakes at Villa let's be honest I've seen a few mistakes that he's made but ultimately good goalkeeper now we've gone and spent more money to get another goalkeeper the one thing that you know is he, that, that I think with Ramsdale was young and I remember do you remember I remember when he started making his debut for Bournemouth I think it was only about 17, 18 people were going this is the, he's the real deal and everything like that you know so he's only young uh, in terms of a goalkeeper so we'll have to wait and see and see what happens there like you know but 30 million for a, for a, for a, for a goalkeeper of his ilk is a lot of money uh, I, I think Harry and I'm not so sure it's the right decision but time will tell Time will tell, but I'll tell you what it does say. If Arsenal prepared to spend 30 million on a goalkeeper, they've got money. Yeah, true. True. I, I guess I, I put a tweet out just before we went live saying, yeah. I don't really agree with it. It's not a signing that I would have made. It's not one that gets me off of my seat. But while he's got that cannon on his chest, we have to get behind him. And now, yeah. you know, we have, to, we have to show him the love. We have to welcome him with open arms. And hopefully he proves those of us that were unsure about it wrong. 
You know, that's that's all he can do, really, isn't it? Yeah, and do you know what? That's a great point you just made there. Um, no signing yet has got me excited. They're, they're good signings. Ben White's a good, solid signing. Uh, Lukonga looks a good, solid signing. You know, uh, Oligard's good, solid signing. Ramsdale. I want, you know, I know a lot of people are putting in the in the chat like Calvin Lewin. If we actually got Calvin Lewin, I think that would be exciting. Something like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't know if Arsenal can do it. But listen, if listen guys, if everybody's putting they're putting thirty million down for Ramsdale, there's there's there, I, I think they could go big for a striker. I really do. Whatever striker that'd be, I don't know. But Maybe there is something in that, you know, um, with Lacazette going, maybe a Bamiang and, and, and bringing in someone like Calvin Lewin. That would be an, a, a real, that would be a real statement as well. I like yeah. that sort of start. I like that sort of signing, taking it away from one of the, 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 the teams in and around you in the Premier League and saying, look, we're the Arsenal, we're taking your best player. I like this. I like that. We haven't done it for a very, very long time. No, you know, we right. took, we took, Sanchez from from Barcelona when really he wasn't really in the team. We took even though he was fantastic for us. We took we took Ozil when he was um, not on the periphery of it, wasn't it? Like you know, we, we've now this it'll be really nice, real statement of intent if we took someone's top player. Yeah. Completely agree. Uh, let's go back over to the live chat. A uh, big thank you to Bill for your very kind uh, donation. He says, "Evenings, guys." Uh, just talking about. Um, the players moving out. He says, I believe a lot of our sales or loan outs will be done on deadline day. Plus with the board back in Arteta, it means he isn't going anywhere. That moves us on nicely to the Mikel Arteta thing, because I know you've been quite disappointed in Mikel Arteta at various points in his managerial tenure so far. Obviously, you know, the jury's out on him this season. There's no question about that. Where are you at in terms of the Mikel Arteta debate would you pull the trigger on him now? Would you give him a bit longer? Because I'm very much of the opinion that if you didn't sack him after Villarreal, then you might as well give him a bit more time to see if he can turn things around. Because otherwise, what do you give him the whole summer for? Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I've lost my patience with, with Mikel Arteta, I'll be honest. Too many things going on. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Listen, I don't care who you are, whether you're what Arsenal fan you are. Everybody wanted it to work with Mikel Arteta, whether you agreed with it or not, um, we all wanted it to work. And I I, I, I see signs, but I, I, I tried to, to get him out of my head, tried to back him and whatever. But I did see things where, you know, he's very, very fortunate to survive up until Christmas last year, Harry. I don't think he would have if the fans were there. I'll be honest, I don't think he would have. I, I think it would have turned at the Emirates long before then. Um, but ultimately, you know, he'd done it and he, he started to turn things around. But I'm, I'm, I'm going into this summer now and in this transfer window and also the pre-season to, to go to Brentford and not be ready. Um, I, and I mean, not, not in terms just of, of the transfer window. The team was, it was, it was a shambles of a performance. And, um, and also, you know, the Aubameyang, Lacazette thing. It's not the first time this has come out, players not being content. And I have to say this, Harry, I'm going to be really honest. You know, I know you're a big fan of Granite Xhaka. I'm, I'm, I'm not got nothing against Granite Xhaka. I, I want to go to, I want to, I, I want to go to Rome, Roma. I like Rome as a city, everything like that. And all of a sudden he's back in, in the team again, like, you know, and I just feel with Mikel Arteta, you know, he's got four right backs, you know, at the club and he, and he, he keeps swapping and changing. It doesn't seem to be a, a, 
a positive decision there. And, and I'm going to say this now, the football is not only we're not winning games, it's boring. It is really, really boring. And I don't want to be spending my money watching that. I really don't, you know. And a lot of people turn around and go, oh, and I'll be honest, a lot of people are saying, oh, I want to keep Mikel because I don't want to go through another manager and everything like that. Well, just look at them down the road, you know what I mean? They was in total disarray, total disarray, more than us, if I'll be honest. And he's come in, breath of fresh air, changed a few things around, and they look a little. I'm not. I know they've only won one game, but even against us, they looked a bit. They looked more organised and that. And I just see us just. I don't. We're going from one car crash to another, and you know, people turn around and say he's not experienced no more. Like, and I think to myself, well, hold on a minute. Um, he's had eighteen months now, and I, I and I, I get that he's had a, the COVID and all that, like, but you know playing a false nine in a semi-final, like, you know, and, and and really costing us in that game, I think, for his tactics and everything like that. And not being able to break teams down has been a bit big worry. So, uh, I, and that's the reasons why. And, and I think that at the end of the day, if, if you know, listen, I, I would... If if he loses against Chelsea and then was to lose against West Brom, I, I can't see him surviving. If if you know, like to go out in the League Cup before all the big guns are there, that would be for me the end. You know what I mean? And and I would I would um, bite the bullet then. And, and listen, can I just say something? You know, people go, oh well, it's only two games into the season. Arsenal sacked Bruce Rioch, or was it Bruce Rioch? I can't remember now. I think it was like. Before my time, and I leave that one to you. Yeah, I think it's Bruce. <laughs> I mean, a week before the season started, Pat Rice went in charge. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. There, it could have, I think it was Bruce Real. With a week before, you know, so done all the preseason. We was going going into the first game, and they sacked him. And Pat Rice came in. Of course, Arsene Wenger came in in the September. So um, did did that put us in disarray? Did it hell like you know? So uh, for me. I'm not worried when it is, you know, I think that we, I, I don't want to go into, and I'll be honest, Harry, I don't want to be doom and gloom. I'm going into the Chelsea game, like, you know, not expecting us to win. And I, and I, as an Arsenal fan, that's paying a hell of a lot of money for my season ticket week in, week out. I don't expect to go to the Emirates, not winning games. Yeah. You don't want to go to the Emirates, almost conceding games before they've yes. even kicked off. Yes. That's what it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and I feel that I am. Yeah. I, feel I mean, that in, I am. In years gone by, we we went to the Emirates and we felt like we could beat anyone. Like we, even when we weren't challenging for the Premier League title, you still felt that on our day Always. I never we could go and win. Yeah, you know, never ever thought that we'd lose at the Emirates. You know, what I mean, and, and you know, when we did, I was disappointed. Don't get me wrong, but we we played Man United a couple of years ago. Do you remember when we outplayed them and the goalkeeper made save after save, and we ended up losing three one? But ultimately, we give it a good go. And um, but I was disappointed. Of course you are. But I I, I go into all those games now that that we're going to win. And you know we go into games when we play Manchester City every time, expecting not to win. And you know I, I look at it and I think, well, hold on a minute. I shouldn't be feeling like that. But ultimately, I am. Liverpool come to town. Uh, uh, I, I expect them to win. And do you know what? When Arsenal were at their very very best, you know we didn't go to Liverpool and and and. Uh, and, and and blow them away. Never once. It was always tough, tough, tough games. You know what I mean? We might get the win, 
but it was always we never blow them away four or five like you know like some of the teams have done that to us you know so yeah, so I don't want to see that you know what I mean so please please hopefully um Mikel can sort it out because you know you still if he does then Arsenal win games of football you know and we we still want Arsenal to win don't we Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, there's over a thousand of you watching us live right now on YouTube. Uh, so if you haven't already hit the like button, there's no excuse why we can't get to at least three, four hundred likes. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to Lee Judges TV as well. If you click in the description, you can click on the la on the tag. I've put it there. Lee Judges TV. Click on it. It will take you to the channel and you can subscribe over there as well. Uh, just a quick reminder as well that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to the website, enter our discount code, which is 90min20, and you'll get yourself 20% off as well as free shipping. So you stand to save yourself a fair chunk of money. Trust me, your partner will be thanking you if you get one of those. Can't beat a Manscaped lawnmower 4.0. The judge will tell you. Yeah, the judge will tell you. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Right, looking ahead a little bit to that Chelsea game, we talked about kind of going into it and, and feeling worried and, and feeling like we don't really stand much chance of winning it. I've been thinking about this and I'm going to do a preview on it a little bit later on in the week. So I don't want to give too much away, but in my mind, Judge, the right thing to do is to set up with a back three yeah, and that. to take on Chelsea and, yeah. and kind of match up their system and do what served us well in big games previously under Mikel Arteta. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I said that. I, I can't remember what show I said it on, but I said I think they go with a, a back three. I think that he should do that. So I think Holding probably come in for this one. Um, Marion and, um, yeah, Ben White as a freelancer. I, I would go with that. I, I would. You know, we are missing Gabriel. Of course we are. But ultimately, I think that let's match him up and, and, and go go down that route. I, and we, we we can do that against the big teams. Why not? You know, I'm listen. I, I'm not bothered if Arsenal go go there and, and a tactical game and we win one nil. And it ain't the greatest game in the world. Like, but we get it tactically right, and then you can turn around and go, oh, I see something there from the manager. Like, you know, look at how we tactically set up and we got the result. So, uh, uh, I, I I don't see it. But I'll tell you what, though, I think that. With these couple of signings, I think that gives us a little bit more of a boost. I will have to, well, I will say that. I, I, I do think there'd be a little bit more feel good factor. I know people in the chat are not happy with Ramsdale, like, you know, I get that. But uh, the Udegaard one is a positive. Come on, let's be positive about that one. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to be. I mean, as you said before, he came in, he had a really good start to his Arsenal career. And you've got to remember as well, when Martin Odegaard came in, he hadn't played football up until that point in that entire yeah. season, up to January. And he got himself up to speed really, really quickly, didn't he? For someone who'd come to a new league, new club, was probably not match fit. But I, I thought he made a really good uh, good impression and gave a good account of himself in that period of time that he spent on loan with a club. We, we talked about that injury, how it derailed him a little bit. But I think for the most part, he was impressive. And I think at 30, 35 million pounds, it's a steal. Um, we mentioned the lineup against Chelsea. We've heard that Aubameyang and Lacazette are doubtful for it. Now, I'm the more I think about this, the more I'm starting to think that maybe this is COVID related. Initially, it was like, hold on, what the hell is this? These two guys have all of a sudden got ill and they've been dropped. 
And then those reports started coming out, didn't they, saying that there was a falling out, that there was a disagreement. And that kind of made sense to me at the time. But prior to that, or, or sorry, post that, we started to see stories about COVID issues at Arsenal, about members of staff testing positive for the virus, and that the game against Brentford was actually under threat in the lead up to it. Is there a possibility that Lacazette and Aubameyang have been hit by COVID and that's why they can't, they, they're not going to be available because of that isolation period? Is, is, am I thinking out, too outside of the box here? Why don't come out and say it? I don't see why it's a secret. I, I really don't. You know what I mean? Like, if they've got COVID, like, t- tell us it. Like, you know, I think, um, was it Harrogate? I think I said this the other day, Harrogate in, in the, in the, uh, champion, uh, you know, championship, um, they, they, uh, or the, you know, like the league, um, championship league, they, 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 they got claims called off because they've got an outbreak of it. So I don't really see any, you know, why we want to keep it secret. If I'll be honest, you know, so um, I just don't know with this one area. This is the trouble with Arsenal, you know. What I mean, you got the chairman turned around and says we're going to be honest about this and that and everything, and then all of a sudden there's this like big screen about you know illness. And and if you've got an illness, I don't know if you've got a cold or you've got the flu or something like what, what says you are. Oh, we definitely won't be playing next week. Well, you don't know. You could recover in two or three days. Who knows? You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, what sort of illness is it that they've both got it as well, like, you know? So I, I don't really know, Harry. I, I can't really explain this one. I, I can't. Because there's, there's people in the chat saying that if it was COVID, the club have to announce it. Well, I don't think they do. I think they have to tell the people that are at risk. But I don't think the club have to actually come out and say, this person and that person's got COVID. Do you remember when the preseason tour was cancelled? Nobody said that who it was that had COVID, did they? That information stayed in-house. All we knew was that some players had tested positive. But it just seems to me like for them to have an illness, supposedly, and COVID is an illness, so we've got that part. For them to have an illness, that means you can already say they're doubtful eight days in advance. Given the current climate, that feels like the the most sensible kind of explanation. It does, but then when Gabrielle got it, they turned around and told us it. So why why the skullduggery now? You know what I mean? When when Gabrielle got it, you know, and, and he, he struggled for a few weeks afterwards, didn't you? So, um, but then again, you know, I think, didn't um, Aubameyang have malaria and they kept that a little bit quiet for, for a while? I, I don't, Harry, I don't know. I really don't know on this one. Uh, it just seems very, very strange that they've not mentioned it in any shape or form and uh, for what it can be. And if it, listen, what I don't see what the big secret is. If you've got COVID, like, you know, fair enough. And I think that would be a little bit more sympathetic to walk to the plight. And, 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 and then you don't get all this rumor mill stuff, do you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, like, I agree. What? If it were me, I'd say it, but remember, like you just mentioned there, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang didn't want people to know he had malaria. We didn't know what was up with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang when he took some time away because his mother was unwell until a little bit further down the line. So could we have a situation where those players do not want that getting out because they're within their rights to say to the club, I don't want you to say that. I don't know. I, I don't know. If you got COVID, would you like? Would, would you tell people or not? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's not something to be embarrassed about, is it? It's not like... Uh... 
you know, like a sexual disease or something that you've got, is it? Like, you know what I mean? You've just got COVID, you know what I mean? So I don't think it would be um, uh, something that I would be ashamed of, would you? I don't, I don't know, Harry. No, I, I, really I, I wouldn't, but... No, nor would I. I. I think, you know, I've got COVID, I've got to stay in and isolate. Um, everybody, you know, I mean, there's lots of people who are getting it. So I, I don't really understand it. I, I really don't. I, I don't know why you'd want to keep it quiet. We, if for if that is the reason, and then put all this other stuff on top of you when you're under enough pressure as a manager as it is. But if the players saying they don't want to know it, uh, don't know that they've got it. I don't know. I, ju- I just don't know. That doesn't give no rhyme or reason why this is like that. Really, I, I can't answer it. Yeah, no, me me neither. And it's just a theory. It's just a thought that was going through my mind. We're talking about players being ruled out a week in advance. We know that Aubameyang in particular has got a history of not wanting those kind of things to get out. Were Arsenal fearful of getting games called off? Were the league fearful of calling that Brentford game off? And that's why we didn't hear about that scare until afterwards. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um I don't know. But anyway, get your questions in the live chat for the last 10 minutes or so. We'll take as many of your questions as we possibly can. Get them in for the judge and I'll throw them at him. Uh, Put a little cue at the beginning so that I can pick them out from the chat uh, as easy as possible. Don't forget to check out Manscaped in the meantime. Get your lawnmower 4.0 ordered. I'm telling you, it's the one. Uh, Let's uh, let's go over. It's quality. It's quality. (laughs) It is quality. I've got to say, I've been... I've been like secretly like flogging them off to all my mates. Like I've been telling them all, get one, get one, get one, use the discount, get one. You won't regret it. And I've heard some positive reviews. I've got oh, to say. no, it's brilliant. My, I'd say it's the best thing going like, yeah, best thing going. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's uh, move on. <laughs> some silly questions in there uh, that I'm not going to, not going to entertain. Uh, like what's up with Arteta's hair? I actually think if you get to Arteta's age and you've got hair like that, you got to, you got to be proud. So uh, embrace it, embrace it, embrace it. He's a good-looking lad, Mikel Arteta. Whether you yeah, like his management or not, uh, let's take this one uh, from Hussein. He says, "Lee, who's your dream manager?" So I'm assuming he's talking about current managers. If you could take anyone in world football right now at the Arsenal, who would it be? Do you know what? I would have loved to have had Allegri. I would have. I really, you know, what he done at Juventus. So I, I went to the Champions League final. Uh, watched them against Real Madrid. I know they lost it, but it went toe-to-toe with with Real Madrid, who were really unbelievable at that time. So I would like to go there. A realistic uh, person for me would be Brendan Rodgers. I, I, I really like what he what he's doing at Leicester and the way he coaches and, and gets the team going. Um, uh, or, or a young Arsene Wenger. A young Arsene Wenger. There you go. Uh, this one from uh, Zebedee, one of our members. He says, with Odegaard in... How do we line up against Chelsea? Now, I hate doing these things in my head, um, trying to like work out the team on paper in my head. So I'm going to bring up the tactical board and we can uh, name our 11 together, actually. Uh, I think that'd be good. Hold on a second. Let me share the screen for those of you watching us on YouTube. Where, Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. Share that screen so you guys can see. Don't worry if you're listening via the audio. We'll explain it uh, as best as we can. So, in goal, assuming Ramsdale gets over the line in time, would you throw him straight in? No, no. Leno Leno for me. Leno in goal. So, we go with Burn Leno in between the sticks. What is this huge, giant Google ad that is across the bottom of this page? It's ridiculous. 
Leno, there we go. So would you go with a back three then? Yeah, I would do in this game. Yes, I would. So it would be um, Mari, uh, White and, uh, and and Holding. Or or Chambers. Who would you go for there? Oh, this is a tough one. This tough is a one. tough one. I think I'd go... I'd, I'd go, go Ben White on the right-hand side of that three because I think that's where he played best for Brighton during his time there. I think in the middle... I'd probably look at putting. Oh, no, but then this is a tough one. This is a tough, tough one. one. I'd probably go with because if Lukaku plays, his uh, holding is more probably physical. But I'm going to go Chambers because Chambers played well. Uh, Players done okay up until uh, up until Friday. He's entitled to one bad game, I suppose. So, so. You, you'd play Chambers as part of the back three. Yeah. Would you play him in the middle or would you play him on the right though of that? I don't know yeah, if I'd play him in the middle. Bring it up there, you could put Tierney in there as well. You know what I mean? So that's what that's what I would do. I would I would leave Chambers out if it were me. I'd play Pablo Marie in the central position. Yeah, Tierney on the left, and Tierney on, on the left. I'm going to go with you on that, lot, yeah. And the reason uh, Pablo Marie's lack of pace probably doesn't get exposed as much in that back three as well. And yeah. then you can go with Tierney, yeah, at left centre back. The wing backs, then I think I'd go with Nuno Tavares in the side with Tierney playing there. I think he's physically very good. I think he could give us something. Yeah. So we'll go with uh, Tavares there. Right wing back. Difficult one, this one. Yeah, I'm going to throw uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles into the ring. Would you do it? I, I I wouldn't argue that, but like this could be Bellerin's time to play as a wing back. I, I, are we thinking what we do or what Mikel Arteta would do? What I, would, I would we do? In there if yeah, I, w- I would put Maitland-Niles in there. Yeah, I just think if, if Bellerin doesn't want to be here, I don't see the use in using him. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people say Mikel's devaluing him by not playing him, but for me, if he's not part of the future moving forward, why the hell is he involved? So that's what I would go with. Centre of midfield, then I'm assuming we're going to go with two players in there. Yeah. Given fitness right now, it's an easy one, isn't it? Shaka Lakonga. Shaka Lakonga. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Lakonga there, and we'll go with Shaka alongside him. Number ten position. Um, Odegaard. Well, I'm going to go with it. Why not? Let's go for it. Let's do it, Martin. Odegaard. And then are you saying Smith Rowe from the left? Smith Rowe. Well, remember, I, I would, I, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to go Smith Rowe, um, Saka, and, and Pepe as a, a one up top. Um, we can't. We, we we've only got eleven players though. This is where this formation throws me off a little bit because oh, it's a we've three four. Two, we've only got yeah, two players so, left. Mm, I would go Smith Rowe and. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to change. I put Saka in as a wing back. Okay. Right. And Terravez on the other side. Okay. So Saka left wing back. We've got to get Saka in the team. Tavares there. Yeah. And then I put. um, I love Martinelli, but I don't think. I think he needs a rest, really, if I'll be honest, after that Olympics thing. So Pepe and. uh, so you're gonna go no. Pepe, and do you leave Smith Rowe out? I'll probably play Smith Rowe. 
I think yeah, I play Pepe him. Smith Rowe. Yeah, we play Pepe and Smith Rowe. I play Pepe and Smith Rowe like that. Yeah, I know. And, then what... and and not use not use Pepe as a false knight as a proper because he has played up front for 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 Lewis. He played up front for them. Yeah, and and the 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 issue you would have with that front three or or looking at the two behind Pepe is you'd say that neither Smith Rowe or Odegaard will give you much width, but playing with the wing backs give you the, yeah, gives you that width to accommodate yeah. it. Yeah. So that's our team, or yeah, that's our team for the game against Chelsea. So Leno in goal, back three of Tierney, Marie and White, Tavares right wing back, Saka left wing back, Xhaka and Laconga in the middle with Odegaard and Smith Rowe in behind Nicola Pepe. So that will be our team. Interesting stuff. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to save this. I'm going to screenshot this and see if my mind changes. Between yeah, now and the only game. one I would chat, like maybe you, you, you would actually, if you want to get, say, like Martinelli and you would take the other guy out. But I'm just thinking with Martinelli, um, you, you could, um, I, I don't know with that Olympics thing, whether, you know, you do need a break after that. It was the only thing, but I like Martinelli. So if I, I'd actually get him in if I could, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, Maybe just leave Odegaard on the bench for this one. Bring in Martinelli. Yeah, that's a that's an option. The other thing I I would maybe do is is put Maitland Niles or or Bellerin in for Tavares. I'm, I'm not. I know people say he can play on the right. I'm just not sure. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, uh, I think you've got to get Saka in this team, though. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Uh, cool. Uh, let's take uh, some more of your questions just quickly. And there's over fourteen hundred of you watching us live right now. Let's get those likes up to 500. Come on. That should be easy. We're on three, two, one uh, at the moment. Why not hit that like button? Doesn't cost you a thing. And if you'd like to uh, become a member of the channel, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description or clicking on the join button below. Uh, Gunning You Down says, I guarantee Lee's lineup is better than what Arteta is going to play. Uh, plenty of faith in the manager yeah, there. Yeah, you know, he'd probably play a back four, so we, we don't know. Like, you know what I mean? But I want to see something from Arteta that, that makes me think, even if they lose, do you know what? There was something in it. Yeah. No, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like some positive in the way his lineup is and his tactics and everything. I, can, I, want, I want to get back on side with Mikel Arteta. I do. I really do. You know what I mean? He's lost me at the moment, but he can win me back. And I want him to win me back. Yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, Toros says, hopefully Odegaard is vaccinated. He is double vaccinated. Yes, he is. I heard that today, yeah. Yeah, so he will be able to walk basically straight into the squad, uh, which is great news. Uh, Sam, one of our members, says, how many more players do you think we will sign and what position? So I'm assuming you're talking about other than Odegaard and Ramsdale. Of course, those deals have not been confirmed yet at the time of recording. Other than that, I think we might get one more, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I think we might look at adding to that midfield. People talk about right back, but with four I, I at the club, I can't see us doing that. I, I think we need two more. If Arsenal are going to compete this season, we need two more. We need another midfield player, box-to-box midfield player, and we need a forward. I think we need to change that. We need to freshen that forward lineup, change it. And if it means losing a Bamiang or it leads losing at Lacazette, I think that we, we've got to do it like you know. Gary Mullen says, Lee, would you rather stay with Arteta or bring back Wenger? Oh. That's, that's, well, it's not an option really, is it? Like, you know. <laughs> Stop copying out of it. What would you choose? 
I'd bring back Wenger. I would. I really would like. You know what I mean? I, I, I bet I'm, I'm, I'm at this moment. You know what I mean? People have said in the chat that I'm a flip flop. I'm not a flip flop. You know what I mean? At this moment in time, I, I, I don't. I, I've lost faith in in Mikel Arteta. I don't think there's anything wrong in losing faith in the manager. I have done that. You know what I mean? Like I lost faith in Arsene Wenger um, a lot later than a lot of people in in in. Um, in it, but I did lose faith in him in the end, and I've lost faith in in, in Mikel, and it's because of what he's been doing. And so, for me, uh, I wouldn't bring back Arsene Wenger, but but I would definitely bring in somebody else. Sam says, "You guys, uh, are you guys concerned that Arteta keeps isolating players? Wonder what the squad morale is like after the Ozil Guendouzi situation now, making the Nars Bellerin, Torreira, Xhaka, and maybe an Aubameyang saga." I do think that's something that Mikel needs to work on. I think his man management is lacking a little bit at times and he can come across as a bit arrogant. Can't yeah, 100%. I think it does. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, you can bring bring in Saliba in that one. Like, you know, I think that's been handled particularly poorly because if you're going to play back threes and back fours and whatever, I think, you know, when you look at players like Holding and you look at players like, Chambers, if I'll be honest, well, I'd like to see Saliba playing given the opportunity in front because well, I've seen what these guys can do. Um, I, I, I don't really get that one. I don't really get what um, what's happened with Guendouzi, but like you know, but Lukonga's come in now, so you, you, you know, football moves on, doesn't it? So, uh, but I do, I do worry about his man management, you know, and it, it isn't very nice. I don't think Torreira, if I'll be honest, has done anything wrong. As a as a as a, a footballer, you know, does he deserve to be like left out completely? And I don't, you know, I don't agree with what uh, what went on last season with leaving players out of squads and things like that. I think they yeah. should have done things to to make sure that they got them a football club. So I don't agree with that. So um, you know, it's difficult with a lot of um, the way the management goes now. But I think you've got to look after your players, whether you whether you want them at your club or not. You know, and, and and make sure you, if if you if you they're not in your plans, then make sure you get them in somebody else's plans. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it can't be, it can't be good as a professional footballer. It it must make you feel terrible. It must really knock you if you've been playing at the top level for a number of years, and a new manager, a rookie manager at that, comes in and says yeah. you're not part of my squad, even. Um, yeah. You know, and and Socrates is. Yeah. Um, has spoken quite a bit about that actually because he's obviously back in Greece now, yeah. uh, playing with Olympiagos. And I saw an interview with him on Greek TV a little while ago where he mentioned that it was a really difficult period for someone who'd been playing all the time wherever he was. And, and good attitude. He wasn't good enough, but he had a yeah. good attitude. You know what I mean? So I think they should have sorted things. That you don't. You don't do that. You know. So well, that that would worry me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we are going to leave it there. Uh, what a chat. It's been brilliant. Lee, thank you so much, mate. Really, well, really thank appreciate you, it. I loved it, like, you know, mate. Always good chatting. Always good stuff. And uh, thank you again for coming on. Make sure you subscribe to Lee's channel. As I said, you can find it in the description. Uh, just click on the Lee Judges TV tag and it will take you straight there. Give him a subscribe. And uh, I look forward uh, to seeing you guys all very soon on our next bit of Arsenal content. A couple more videos and podcasts coming your way tomorrow. Make sure those notifications are turned on. And if you haven't hit the like button already on your way out, make sure you do. I'll catch you all very soon. Until next time, take care. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast.
I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.